Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the show. Today we are talking about a topic very close to Beck's heart, which is bullet journaling. We want to discuss what it is, what it is not, and whether it might be suitable for you and I have never done bullet journaling. I have no idea really what's going on except for the tiny tidbits that Beck's mentioned in previous episodes. So I'm keen to find out all about this. And Beck, you're going to spill, aren't you? Share it all with us. Yes, as much as I can. Yeah, for sure. So let's get straight into it because I really i am just desperate to understand the whole, you know, um, it's like a, it's like a Desperate. movement, isn't it? It's like only because I hear people, you know, I, had, I overheard two people last week at the cafe talking about their bullet journals, and I'm like, I feel like ah. there's some cool group that I am not a part a of because I have no understand. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, so I'm, I'm, yeah, desperate. I think that's a pretty accurate reflection of uh, where right. I'm at. So tell me, what is it, and where does it come from? Okay, so bullet journaling is actually a trademarked term. So uh, we, I can't sell a bullet journal workshop or anything like that because it's trademarked, and it's trademarked by Ryder Carroll. And Ryder Carroll is a guy who invented the process, basically. And bullet journaling is a method of recording your past, present, and future. And it's a particular method with particular elements to it that are most, some are essential and then others are optional. But there are a few key elements of this particular uh, method that make it what it is. Now that said, when he first designed the bullet journal process or method, and you can find a video on YouTube which it describes the the method and how you do it from the the original method because not long after he invented this method uh it was taken and it was changed people ran with it and they made it their own and so there's there's a lot of arguments out there about whether or not what a lot of people call bullet journaling is actually bullet journaling so this is where it could get confusing because it's an original method and it's a minimalist minimal and this is the key the original method is very minimalist it's a pen it's a notebook that's it ah okay so how long ago like what are we are we talking five years ago or 20 years ago when did it start uh definitely not 20 years ago um it's only recent like five or six years ago i think something Mm. like that Uh, it hasn't been around all that long um probably yeah five I mean, maybe I've been bullet journaling for about five years, so maybe it's a bit longer than that. Maybe it's seven years or something like that. But it hasn't been that long. And uh, what happened, like, it, the original version is very minimalist and it just requires a notebook, notebook and a pen and that's it. And then if you Google bullet journaling now, and especially if you look at it on YouTube, you will see some incredibly colourful, creative and artistic journals. And they... What they've done is they've taken uh, an element of the bullet journal method and then they've done their own thing with it. So the the basic elements of the bullet journal method are um, an index, one notebook, and um, a key, 
and um, ways of marking your to-dos. So um, it's a recording of your to-dos, it's a recording of your uh, appointments and the things that you, you need to sort of get done. And the key to it is that it's all in one notebook and that instead of sectioning off your notebook into different ones and like pre-planning the notebook ahead of time and saying, okay, so this section is for my appointments, this section is for my to-dos and this section is for recording memories and this section is for planning the future, it's all done one page after the other and you use the index to find your way through the notebook. And that's the key that really got me interested in it because I'd always tried to do separate notebooks before, um, a couple of different notebooks for whatever or sectioned off notebooks and it never worked for me because the inconsistency of filling one section before the other section was filled really bothered me. <laughs> I didn't like the waste and I just yeah, I just didn't like it at all. But with the bullet journaling method, you just go to the next available page and you fill it with whatever it is that you need to. And then you go to the next page and you fill it with something completely different than your next page and so on. And you use the index to go back and find those pages later on. So that's the main element. And so you, if you look at bullet journaling, you will see there are minimalist bullet journals, which is the original version, and then there are creative bullet journals, which is what all of the most of the people on YouTube um, are doing. So Does that makes sense. Yeah. So would the the original, the minimalist journal or notebook, is it just a blank notebook? Is it yeah. does it have a does it have a page that says index at the top, or is it just to like a front and back cover and blank pages and you write index and then you start writing your index. Like what does it have? Yep. You can make your own. Okay. Yeah. It's that that's the whole bullet journal is the whole bullet journal idea is that it's your own thing. So you start with a blank notebook. That said, you can buy there's a couple of brands of journal that now market to the bullet journal journalers and they have um, indexes already pre um, built into them. And they have a couple of pages like, let me just flick through mine. Uh, I don't really use them, but there's an index page and sometimes there is a key page as well. So the key is if you're using different bullet codes, which is that's a whole different thing, but those are little shapes that you put at the front of your note to tell you what that note is. Is it a to-do? Is it an appointment? Or is it just a note? Um, is it an expense? That kind of thing. Um, so there's a key for that. And there's also sometimes a colour code. So depending on the brand of journal that you buy, you can have these all pre, you can hear me flicking through it now, can't you? You can, you can um, have them pre-made um, or you can just buy a plain journal that just has nothing in it at all. And then you make an index page and then you make a key page if you need the page right at the start. So what is the difference between the index and the key maybe it might be easier if you explain like a week in your life how you would use it and you see I don't use the key um so that's where I find that a bit harder to describe but the key is basically when you are recording your whatever it is that you want to record in your bullet journal so it's it's for things like recording the past if you want to record your memories or make notes on phone conversations or thoughts or anything like that you can record that you're recording what's happening now so all your appointments and your to-dos and you're recording things for the future as well so plans ideas things you want to do bucket lists uh, all that kind of stuff Um, you're tracking what's happening in the present as well so you might track your glasses of water drunk you might track when you water your plants you might track when you give your cat its medicine all that kind of stuff will go in there. And if you want to use a key, you can use that key to help you quickly identify the category of note that you've made on that particular page. 
but not everyone uses the key. Okay, everyone so- uses the index. That's the core one. Like there's always an index in every bullet journal, uh, but that's pretty much the only consistency there. The key isn't always used. Okay, so um, so for the laymans out there like myself that are trying to grapple with understanding. <laughs> It's so hard when I can't show you. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so tracking water, for instance, if I wanted to do that, but because I'm going day after day in my journal, uh, page after page, so today it might be I've written my appointments first and then flick the page and then I've written my shopping list and then I've written notes from a conversation I've had and then I write do my water that page, you know, next page and then keep going all my daily glasses of water are all scattered throughout. So would I say put a pink triangle in the corner of the page that's my water, my glasses of water tracking and then go back to the key, put a pink triangle and go glasses of water so I know that every page that has the pink triangle on throughout the journal has my glasses of water? Is that the idea? You could do that. You could do that, yep. Um, What you could do is if you... If you want to do a daily page, so every day I have a I have a weekly, what I call a weekly spread. And so every week I do either one or two pages depending on my mood uh, and how artistic I feel like being. Lately it's just been one page because I haven't felt artistic and I've just been too busy. So I'm fitting a whole week on one page. And what I do, what you could do is there is you would say, okay, so let's, for example, I've just got it open to June the 24th to the 30th. Um, last year so that's where I'm open at the moment and on that page I've got my days of the week all written down and on those days I've written my appointments and I've written the things that I needed to do on that day I've also got a little square that contains the meals that I planned to have for that week and then I've got a notes section so if I need to make a note about anything that's sort of relevant to that week I write in there and then I've got a little memories section where I can write little things down that happened um, that week so I didn't write any memories that week obviously nothing happened I'm just looking for a page that's got memories I was talking to a client about this the other day and I had a really good memory page so for example on the this particular um, day I've just flicked to a different day now to find one where I actually filled out my memories I've written you know, mum and Bob came over. Zoe had a, con- a day at the, the school where she was organising. Our friends Kim and Damon came over Friday night for board games and pizza and I had book club. And so those are just little things that I'd written down, just things I would normally kind of forget, but they get have a little bit of a record in, in my diary. You know, here's another day, Zoe got her L's next door did their roof <laughs> so I've like recorded just little things and sometimes they're handy to look back on actually as a record and other times they're just like oh cool that's when I did that I wouldn't you know I would have survived just fine if I hadn't remembered it oh so then so then on the for the water um, if you were recording your water you could have a little section there with water on either each day or you could have a little section that you've got just down there for the whole week where you just record it for the whole week you could even and that would be having it on um, recording it sort of on a day-to-day basis. If you wanted to, though, you could create an entire page just for recording your water where you write the date and the number of glasses of water that you had so that then you can actually do if you want a running total or something like that. It would just be in that particular page. So the whole page is dedicated to recording your water intake. Okay. So you can do it either way. So talk me through the artistic side then. So why... Why are artistic people loving this? Is it because it's blank and then they get to draw pictures around it? Is that essentially the idea? 
Yeah, and that's the thing. The difference between, and I suppose maybe I should cover this first, but the difference between a bullet journal and a regular journal or a diary is that it's blank and you create the template. Um, You can have templates where you do the same layout every week um, or every month or every day or you can change the layout uh, and the artistic people will often maybe do a theme for a month where they'll have weekly spreads but each of those spreads will have a, a certain theme. So they might have a Minions theme, for example, for the month of July. So every one of their artistic bits and pieces are Minion themed. So they might have a Minion you know, drinking water for their water intake section or something like that. So you can completely creating the layout. So if you've ever bought a journal before or a diary or a one of those Filofax things and opened it up and gone, oh, I wish there was more space here to do this or why have they got that there? I'm not going to use that. With a bullet journal, you can design it yourself so that you're only using the things that you create um, and there's no wasted space and you can, yeah, you can then make be artistic if you like. So do you need to be artistic then to get no. into bullet journaling? No. If you want it to look pretty, you can use stickers and washi tape and stuff like that or you can just decide it doesn't have to be pretty. <laughs> because the original version wasn't it, it's minimalist so it's not like you're failing in the whole bullet journal thing if you if you're not artistic it's just that the artsy people have taken to it like ducks to water that's all it doesn't mean it has to be like that because I've seen you post pictures of your some of your pages I'm like that's amazing that's you know like I I don't I, I was born without that creative gene <laughs> or that's the story I will continue to tell myself I'm <laughs> I'm lucky if I use a different coloured pen if I don't use my black pen in my <laughs> regular planner because that's just it's of no consequence. But I can appreciate people that feel the need to make things beautiful or yeah. that use that as like a, a hobby or just a creative outlet. Um, yeah, and that's what it is for me. And so you'll find that as if you're looking in th- flicking through my bullet journal, you, you'll be able to tell when I've been particularly busy and those are the least artistic stretches in my bullet journal is because I haven't had time to be artistic. So I've just done the basics and the basics are, you know, like I could post a picture but I've got clients' names written on them. So um, what I might do before before this is released is take a photo of a blank one before I fill it out just to show you that, it is quite plain and I haven't made a I haven't even used a ruler this week I've just drawn squares for Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday and the weekend and those squares are freehand squares um it's not doesn't look particularly tidy and it's plain black and white I've got no color on there I've done no drawings or anything like that you know but other times I have done a completely artistic layout um and gone the whole hog if I've been feeling that urge so you know the great thing about this is that if you don't have time to be artsy you don't have to be and I do, I definitely take advantage of that um, when, I'm, when I'm too busy or when I just don't feel like being creative. So I guess then one of the big advantages of this is if you do want to pretty things up or you want to make it look just the way you wish a journal would look that suited your lifestyle, you've got the ability. What are the other benefits of it? What are the other advantages to using a bullet journal over one that's uh, got all the... Probably the customize, yeah, the customizability is the biggest benefit. You can make it your own and you can change. You know, like I was saying that, you know, a year ago I was doing a spread, a weekly spread that took up two pages and 
a, you know, a bit of that was art. Um, a bit of it was tracking habits. Like I was doing some habit tracking for a while. That's another really popular thing to do with a bullet journal is to track your habits. And that's something that I d- dappled with. Um, dappled with? That's not the right word. Dabbled. <laughs> I dabbled with. So that's something that I, I dabbled in as well occasionally, you know, on and off. So the thing is I can do whatever I want. I can. If I want to just do minimalist, I can. If I want to have a really messy page of notes, I can. If I want to have a pretty page of notes, I can. And that's the biggest benefit is that you can make it your own and do whatever it is that you want with it and you don't have to have sections and dividers or anything like that because you've got the index to help you find the things that you need to find. So... Then while you've been using it, have you found any downsides or disadvantages to the either the method yeah. or the process? Yeah, because if you're in a hurry, a preset journal with all of its things already filled out saves you at, uh, five to ten minutes. So if I'm having a busy week, I still have to draw out my week in some mm-hmm. form or another. It doesn't necessarily – well, I don't necessarily have to – but in order for me to, to use it properly, I do. So I still need to sort of write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I need to write down my meals section where I write the meals for the week. Um, I need to write my memory section and my notes section, Just well, even if I just write, put headings there and section off that, that area for that particular spot. I still have to do that. Whereas a standard journal or a standard diary has all of that in there for you. You don't have to remember the dates. I, don't, I have to look up what the dates are, you know, so that I can make sure I've written at the top of the page, you know, 24th of February to 1st of March instead of getting the date wrong. <laughs> so those are a few little things. So I think if I had a standard diary, it would save me 10 minutes every time I sat down on a Sunday night or an hour and a half if I was being artistic. <laughs> Depends on how long I feel like doing it. So, um, but, you know, at the at the very least it would save me five minutes if I had a preset journal. That said, you can actually make up templates to um, reduce the time as well. So you could make a stencil that Mm -hmm. was made of cardboard. You could just use a cornflake packet and you cut it to the same shape as your page and you cut your squares out and then you just place it over the top and you just quickly fill it in. So, again, that would save some time in making your weekly plan template um, as well if you wanted to. I made one of those templates for a friend who was doing, um, she wanted a page template for her travel. And she just wanted to record a few essential things every day while she was traveling. So without going into a whole lot of detail of the travel journal, uh, I made up some sections for her like, you know, what I ate today, who I was with, what I spent and um, any special memories. And so they were just sections and you can just she just laid that template over the top of her page, quickly traced the sections and then she could fill it in um, really quickly then. So where my uh, logical... <laughs> organized brain fights this idea is thinking about future appointments and commitments and stuff so if someone Mm -hmm. rang you now and said let's have lunch in three weeks where where do you write that okay (laughs) because I'm assuming then you haven't filled out your weeks Mm. for the rest of the year how do you record that look there are some bullet journalers that do um pre-fill out weeks ahead Mm. There are others that use an electronic diary as an accompaniment to their bullet journal, which is what I do. I have to do that so because Mick cannot see my appointments if they're only in my bullet journal. So I have to have them in Outlook so he can see them. So I have a combined method and my core my core appointment um, keeper is 
is electronic and then I just write them down with the first name of my client and the time of the appointment on the day just so I can see the whole day at once with my to-dos. But there, is, there are definitely ways to do that. So um, what a lot of bullet journalers do is they will do monthly spreads. So they might do three monthly spreads at the start of their book when they first start it. So you would perhaps do uh, March, April and May and they would be full months. And in the original bullet journal method, you just basically do the numbers 1 to 31 down the page. And then you, if you want to make an appointment for April, then you go and you write it in there. And then when you're doing your weekly spread for April, you just go back and double check that, that you've got all your appointments in there. Uh, so you can actually plan a little bit ahead. Um, you can do three months ahead. You can do a, a yearly spread where you just write your future appointments in there and you have all 12 months in there and you just, you know, scribble them in at that point. So that's called a future log in the original version. Okay. And what about, so I'm, I guess because of the artistic nature or potential for this and that not just um, the space for it, but I guess then the time you put into it and the whole idea of recording memories and stuff like that. Are these kept more like, I'm trying to think, you know, are they sent, would they become sentimental items then as well? I mean, my diaries, which have all of that stuff except probably my vision casting, so I have a separate diary or journal which is all about planning my future and setting goals and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and then I have a notebook which is blank which I record client notes in. But my diary with my daily appointments and stuff, when year is done that gets popped in a folder with tax stuff and then once the you know the time's passed that will get thrown uh, Mm. or recycled or whatever are these are bullet journals more likely to be kept then as a sentimental item because there's so much time and attention put into them it it depends on how you use it so if you use it and in a minimalistic way and you don't necessarily record memories in it it's more for time than task management then it might be something that people keep or might not. The more you put into it, the more likely you are going to want to keep it. And I definitely keep mine because I have put a lot into it and I do record memories in there and I have an atrocious memory. So without them written in here, I will forget them. And also it does track some of my, you know, little artistic attempts <laughs> and the playing that I have done with art. Uh, so for me, I, I will keep mine as memorabilia. And I have kept all of mine as memorabilia, but um, some people won't, but I would say that most would. But like I said, it depends what you're using it for. If you're not recording anything in there that you care about, then you won't keep it. So it, it, And that's the thing with, with bullet journaling is that everybody does it differently. Everyone has different things that they record for different reasons. So therefore then the treatment of it at the end will be different from person to person. So you've mentioned a few of the things that you record in yours. What are the where what's the list like what's the potential what else can you record in this uh beyond your day and your appointments and your memories all right there's there's so much uh there are your calendar and your to-dos and i've mentioned memories and i've mentioned my weekly shopping list but there are it's basically you can just package your whole life up in here so you can keep lists of things to read or shows to watch so when someone tells you you should read this book like you know we just talked 
in the last recording about a book that you know you want me to read I'll write that down in that section so that I know where that note is and it's basically replaces all the post-it notes that you would leave all over the house I have a grocery list in mine I have a list of meals that we regularly eat so when I'm doing my menu planning um, and my brain's not working I just go to that list and go oh that's right we haven't had that for a while and I I can make that I keep uh, a plant tracker which I was really gung-ho with at the start but don't as much but that was like you know when I water my plants and feed my plants and which one died and how long it's lived and which one's new and all that kind of stuff. Uh, One of the biggest components of my bullet journal is notes so I have period pages periodically scattered throughout there with different notes uh, and those notes are usually phone conversations I've had with potential clients or um, NDI service providers or colleagues or something like that about um, work so there's lots of those Um, packing lists is a good one to have so if you have a regular um, like I have a a packing list for when I'm running a workshop interstate and so that list is always there so if I'm going interstate to for work I can go to that list and, and use that packing list without having to rewrite a new list every time you can do the same with camping we've got a camping packing list that is you know perennial it stays the same um, I've also got notes in here from seminars I've attended and conferences uh, obviously got memories and like I said I have those little memories that I write down in the every week but then I can consolidate them in a, a yearly memory page which I can draw if I feel like drawing them. I don't like writing travel journals, so I've also got my travel journals in here, but they're usually pictorial. Uh, so most of my travel journal stuff is pictorial now. What else have I got? Goals is another one. So you know how you talked about your goal setting. You can keep that in there as well. People track their weight. They track their spending. They track their habits. Uh, Christmas planning pages are really handy. So where to keep your, what you're going to buy for people, things that you need to prepare for, lists that you need to make, um, planning for projects. Uh, I have a page which is my project page and on that page I've it's drawn artistically sort of and then in each of the sections that I've drawn I've got room for a small post-it note. And so each of my projects, um, all of the to-dos for those projects are written on a post-it note so I don't have to redesign the whole project page whenever I finish a project. I can just take the post-it note off and replace it. Uh, So that one's really quite handy as well. My master to-do list is a portable to-do list and some people do this with bullet journaling as well Is they'll make a list that can move with them. If I made a master list somewhere in the depths of my bullet journal, I would forget to look at it. Uh, so I have it on a fluorescent post-it note, which sits opposite my weekly page all the time. So my master to-do list is within sight all the time. That's the only way it works for me. Others will have a page for their master to-do list, um, a whole separate group page, sorry, a whole separate spread. Mm. So I'm already thinking one of the massive advantages of this is not having to carry so many things. Like if I go yeah. uh, quite often yeah. I'll it's work. the one one morning a week from my local cafe just for a change of scenery. And so if I'm doing any goal setting or planning for the month, I take my big chunky goal setting planning journal, which is a six monthly one, but it's huge. And then I have my notebook in case I come up with notes for a client session. And then I have my diary as well. And so Mm. it's like I need to take a suitcase to the cafe (laughs) with all of my different things in it. So for me, straight away that screams... Uh, like yeah. portability which is brilliant but then how big is this because you were just talking about last year's page so 
um, I mean, I guess it takes you as long to fill up as it takes to fill up, but is yours an exactly. A4 size? Is it A5? Um, like what? A5, yeah, mm-hmm. mine's A5. You can you can do it any size you want and some people do them as small as A6 or even smaller. I've seen some tiny little ones. But A5 is the standard and then you can you can do whatever you want really. But, yeah, this journal has lasted me a lot longer than my previous journals because probably six between six months and a year ago I just went minimalist on it and I've really been slack at filling in a lot of the things that I used to fill in I don't do much art in it at the moment oh I might come back to that it's just a phase I'm going through it's nothing permanent but because of that I'm taking up a lot less space in that journal so it's lasting me longer so this journal currently it started on the oh wow mid 2018 so I probably will fill it It'll probably be a two-year one. Mm. It's not. It's not. I'm not too far from the end, but um, I might make it. No, I probably won't make it six months, but I'll make it close to six months. So it'll be almost a two-year journal. Before that, they were lasting me about nine months. So the one before was about a nine or ten-month journal. But yeah, they're all they're all different depending on what you do in them and how much art you do and and how much space you take up with each spread that you create you know if you feel like fitting the whole like some people do it a whole day for a page and so that will fill up fairly quickly if you've got one day Mm -hmm. and you've got you know um you'll end up with 365 you know pages so that definitely wouldn't even last a year just just on your depending on the size of your journal mine's i think mine's got a good 400 pages but yeah so it can last yeah however long you want it to last there are some people this is the problem with there is one problem with bullet journaling for some people is that it it can if you have if you have the perfectionism gene it can rear its ugly head and it can make it unhelpful for you and there are a lot of people who struggle with bullet journaling and their perfectionism because it they end up a bit paralysed. They they re, keep redoing pages. They will tear pages out if they don't like them and so then have to rewrite what's on the opposite side or something like that. Some people will glue pages together so if something's really messy, they just you know hide it by gluing the pages together uh, or it can paralyse them into even starting in the first place. They're like, I don't know if, you know, I want to make the perfect spread and so, you know, I, I don't know how to do that, so I just don't do it at all. Uh, and there are a lot of people who will buy a notebook and have all these plans of what to do but never get around to actually doing it because they're too afraid to make it messy or ugly or not perfect. So if you do have perfectionist tendencies, just be aware that it, it could rear its ugly head when when you're trying to be productive and it could get in your way a little bit. But, yeah, it's not can be not great for perfectionists sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I think uh, there's certainly an element of that that kind of strikes fear into my heart Yeah, <laughs> of just the concept of a blank page and because I'm not particularly, I know I like things the way I like them, but I'm not necessarily great at creating them. I'm more of a I'll just oh, keep yeah. looking until I find the You thing find that, the right one. Yeah. yeah. And so, whereas I'm the well, if I can't find it, I'll just make it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make but then the I would, I would be annoyed that I'd left some component out or something, or yeah. I would, I or I would plow. I'd end up using it as a procrastination exercise. So I'd be like, I really just need to work out what time I've got free this week, and then three hours later, I would have this amazing looking page with stickers <laughs> yeah. and pretty stuff, and I'd be like, I still don't know what free time I've got. 
because yeah. now I've just wasted three time, uh, three hours <laughs> decorating. So it definitely the, can be used for procrastination. <laughs> that's for sure. The whole idea of decorating and stuff. So you've said at its, um, I guess, most crude version could be a blank notebook and a pen. What? Yeah. What then does it spiral into? How much stuff can you acquire for this? Or, or what is what is normal? Do people normally? That's a terrible question because I hate saying what is normal. But yeah, you know, is is there a whole lot of is there a whole industry of bullet journaling supplies out there? Yeah, yes, and people, as creative people will do they can go nuts with the stuff. So like the, there's a few different products. So stickers, washi tape and pens are the three vices of the bullet artistic bullet journaler and you can you can go a bit nuts with the pens because once you once you dive into the whole creative thing, you start to look at how you form your letters and, you know, you, you'll see, oh, I want to make a heading that looks like this with this nice sort of flowy writing. To get that flowy writing, you need a certain pen. <laughs> you know, so you buy that pen, then you want to buy it in 20 colours, so then you buy the 20 colours. Uh, and then there's a different brand that does a different thing and then there's the sparkly ones and then there's the ones that glow in the dark and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, there is a black hole of products that you can fall into. And you just have to do the same thing that you would do with everything else and put some boundaries. So I have my art supplies bag, which is like a, it's like um, a little toolbox tote bag, but it's sort of canvas and it's got pockets on the inside and pockets around the outside and then handles. And it's just the size of a standard handbag, maybe a bit bigger. And that's where I've got all my pens and my paints and my rulers and my erasers and pencils and all of the things that I want that I need to be artistic in my bullet journal if I feel like it, they're all in there. I don't do washi tape. It thickens up the notepad too much, makes it fat, um, and fat means you can't fit it in your bags easily. So uh, I try to keep mine relatively compact. So I don't do washi tape and I don't do stickers, but I do all of the other things. So I've got the watercolours and I've got the pens and the, the brush pens and all those kinds of things to make it pretty. So, yes, you can definitely have too much stuff if you allow yourself to for sure. Okay, well, I think you've answered most of my questions on bullet journaling. Obviously, it's something that you're passionate about and that has a real place for people that are finding contentment in their existing planners and journals. Um, I guess it's nice to know there's there's an alternative and I'm guessing an entire community around this stuff, yeah, is there? Yeah, yeah, there's groups online and, um, yeah, very much a community of, of people that use it. The one thing, the one word of warning is that if you are looking online at bullet journaling, just remember that the people who do the basic bullet journaling, which we kind of just jokingly call ugly, ugly journals, uh, they don't post online and they form a very large proportion of bullet journal users. So don't get sucked into the idea that everybody has a pretty bullet journal because that is absolutely not true. It's the only ones that you can see because the other people don't often post their stuff. So just be aware that you're looking at the a smaller proportion of the population bullet journal users and you're looking at the the kind of the Instagram version, I guess, um, when you're looking at them online. So don't feel inferior if yours don't look like the ones online because, you know, that's only a small proportion of bullet journaling. So I think this conversation will continue in our Facebook group. I'm sure 
people. Yeah, I'll post some pictures too um, because it's much easier with some visuals. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'll definitely post pictures of some some old journals and some pages and stuff like that to show people. Yeah, so that would be great if you come and join us in our Facebook community and have a look at that. I'll also post a link to the Ryder Carroll bullet journaling method video um, from YouTube. I'll pop a link to that in our show notes. So if you want to, if you're as green about this stuff as I am and you want to have a look at the basics, then follow the, the link in the show notes and, uh, and that might be a good place to start. Yep, uh, we'll see you there and we will also see you next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.